Frank, it's time for me to upgrade my iPhone because there's a yellow iPhone again. Is that um fun yellow, ugly yellow, 70s yellow, trippy yellow? What what yellows are yellow yellow brick road yellow? You decide. You go and you look at this yellow and you tell me what you think is said yellow. I don't I don't I, I mean and I have my own opinion, but I am imagining that it's very different than your opinion of the yellow. Here's the thing. I don't trust product photography, especially when it comes to yellow. Yellow is a sensitive color. I, uh, I've been trying to get a couch cover, <laughs> and I don't trust any of the Amazon product photography because mm. they show you this like dark burgundy red, and then everyone's uploaded photos, you know, in the in the comments are these like bright cherry reds, and you're like, what? What am I to believe? What am I to believe? This is almost a banana yellow. I don't even know if I want to call this cool yellow. It's not. It's not neon yellow. It's not pastel yellow. Well, bravo, Apple, for not creating yet another pastel. So, bravo. This is straight up banana yellow. I think so. I'm into it. Yellow is my favorite color. And I haven't had an iPhone that I could purchase that was yellow since the iPhone 5C. (laughs) Really? The 5C? Uh, Did you have a yellow 5C? No, I was an Android user for all those days. That's true. The 5 I did have a. I did have a... Motorola uh, something phone and it was yellow and I was very excited about it and it, it the yellow changed over time for better <laughs> or worse but do I did have a yellow phone so the but it was Motorola. color yellow changed or you mean the sun changed the color yellow the oils and the, the, color oils. And the sun and the thing and the stuff yeah okay yeah um are you actually gonna buy this phone just because it's yellow no but i think that the gold is a really good color i have the i not heather always gets a new phone so i just get whatever her hand-me-down is so i actually don't get to fake i i already my my next color is pre-decided for me which is silver because heather just got the the normal silver one so that's my next phone it's predetermined so the problem is that Heather will never pick a yellow phone, so I will never get a yellow phone. <laughs> you only get the hand-me-downs? How, how have you come to this point in your life? You're a mobile developer. Uh, don't you have business reasons? Doesn't Microsoft buy you phones? No, you don't want a Microsoft phone. Um, I feel like you could splurge and get a yellow. I think that's within reason. No, no, because... Then both of us would get new phones too often. They're just so expensive. You got to pay for all of them. Mm-hmm. Heather always gets a new. We talked about this a little bit. Heather always gets the new phones because she's the photographer of the family. And I have like a nice camera, but she she's she prioritizes the photography. So that's why she always gets the new phones. Yeah. And this always brings up the thing. They only ever release the fun colors for the non-pro ones too, right? So there's the iPhone 14 not the mm-hmm. pro which is yeah. awkward i wonder if they'll ever let the pros have some fun some i think i ask that every year every time a phone comes out but i'm, I'm gonna repeat it i hope sometime we get to have fun banana yellow in the pro line yeah one day out there and you know we'll, we'll see i always like the, the the we got the purples those are cool but i think i don't think those are pro either Disappointed, you know, I'm like, I get a little disappointed in an Apple a little bit when when that happens. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, I just downloaded a zip file from a <laughs> Dropbox 
It has a bunch of things in it. It's got some app icons. It's got a uh, CLR, DLL, Ooh. core CLR, Ooh. created dump thing? XE. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot. It's got uh, what else is in here. Does it have a uh, <clears throat> an EXE in it, James? Uh, well, I don't know. It depends. Secret Re- EXE in there. Real XE.XE. I don't know if I want to open this. Let me right click. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, stop, stop. That might be a virus. Oh, if okay. it's just an EXE, you probably should have the operating system verify the certificate chain of the developer who signed that EXE, James. Yes. That that checks out. Well, now the thing is, I have all these files. I probably need to like right click properties. Now, how do I unblock all of the files? Because Windows has now marked every asset as a uh, probably a virus. <laughs> and do to, how do I do that? Do you, do, you, do you run that mega virus called Windows Defender? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a property, and then I have to say unblock. There unblock. we go. Unblock. Unblock. All. Unblock. Unblock yeah. is a trust. You know, trust people. Trust software you trust. blindly download off the internet from. Trust me on Dropbox links. Uh, an application open and it says, hello world, welcome to Don Maui. Are you kidding me? No. As I said, I click it and it increases the counter on my machine. Is that what I was supposed to do? I don't know. I just downloaded <laughs> I a random XE from really the internet <laughs> from zip, zippy, zippy drive, zippy. What, what did I? No. Mega fire. Mega, mega fire. Mega zippy mega, fire. I believe mega zippy fire. Mega zip box. disc fire plus pro. Oh, pro. Pro. I mean, you have to pay for the account so you get the fast upload speeds. <laughs> yeah, you got to see it. Fast. No, it it, uh, it opened. Now I have a bunch of other things in here. So the question is, if I take this 307 kilobyte file, let's just say I put that in my uh, yeah. C root. Yeah. Just, no. I don't think that me. one's gonna work. It's gonna want its dependencies. I'm, I'm my viruses. My viruses like their dependencies. Oh, by the way, I have your credit card info now. Oh my gosh, yeah, that one didn't work. You needed all the <laughs> stuff in there because it's not a, yeah. it's not a thing. So what, what happened here, Frank? What, what's, what did I just? We open just and, on why is it? air live completed an experiment, James. That's what happened. We just did science because I guess mm-hmm. in a real world, if we were real engineers, we could read documentation and think through the problem. Instead, I decided to write you a virus and just send it. No, it's not really a virus, everyone. Um, What I wanted to find out was, can you, in this year, 2023, I believe, um, release an app as just an EXE anymore? And I used to do this all the time. I did this with Kelka. I used to love to release all my apps as just a single EXE. And we've talked about how .NET uh, supports uh, packaging all of its uh, requirements, the runtime itself, everything into one little file, a little .exe that you can run. This is uh, possible on Mac also and Linux. But there was an issue, and I didn't believe this at first. You had to explain this to me. The issue was if you used WinUI, which any old Maui app does these days, that's the uh, dependency it takes in order to be a Windows app. Uh, WinUI apps, I was under the impression, I believe you were too, can only be run by being packaged up 
and being executed either through Visual Studio or installed through a package installer, an MSI file, MSIX, one of those two. And the experiment we just ran, cutting to the <laughs> cutting to the end here, just proved that we can, in fact, by reading the documents, create just an EXE that doesn't require packaging. The end. I'm I'm very that, proud of us. <laughs> eight minute podcast done. Good to go. Now I uh, <laughs> uh so with Xamarin Forms that used a technology called UWP, which was also packaged up into a sandbox application that would be deployed. Yeah. And my understanding of WinUI and the Windows app SDK is I thought it used the same packaging mechanism as UWP for it. However, that is one option, I believe. There's also the MSIX option, which is an option I've used in the past, which is really cool, by the way, because you can take the MSIX uh, and you can, well, you get like a WPF app or a WinForms app. You could put it into an MSIX and then you could put it into like the app store. You can like deploy it and it has like updating and a bunch of other stuff. And MSIX is really nice because it's like signed and it's trusted and it has all these things and a bunch of other stuff in it as well. And I just thought that that was basically the same thing. So I, I open a new down in Maui application. If I go into my bin, I go into my debug, I go into here, I go into my Windows 10 thing. There's an XE there. There's an XE there, Frank. Mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, there. The, yeah, the problem is if you go build a Maui app, like let's just do it from the command line. Let's ignore Visual Studio for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just target uh, net seven dash windows slash some random number. <laughs> they generate some version number and you'll get a Windows stinger. Um, but the moment you use WinUI, the the new Win App SDK, I don't know what to call the thing. Is it called WinUI or Win App SDK app? Whatever. Uh, you use that code, and all of a sudden, even though you have a .exe, when you try to run that .exe, nothing happens. Accurate. It runs and then stops running. It's that's correct. Anticlimactic. Yeah. So. Going back to WinRT, remember WinRT, Windows 8? Uh, that was the deployment model they had to because it was a sandbox. They had all the signing requirements and everything. And so Microsoft really pushed for, they really wanted you to release on the store, in which case you don't really have to worry about anything because you do all your certificates and everything through the store. But if you did do a package, um, you had to sign it with your dev certificate. And I was complaining to you about that um, because, yeah, it's nice. They make packaging your app easy with just that one caveat that when you have a packaged app, you also need to sign it because now Windows uses something called security. (laughs) 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 I hate security. (laughs) It's the worst. And uh, basically, it's not too bad, but I'm pretty sure I was whining to you a lot. I was like, no, you have to go get a certificate and you have to pay these fascists money every two years to keep your certificate valid and blah, blah, blah. I hate certificates, all that stuff. And I was making that exact complaint on Twitter because I, I can't let things go. And someone, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. I'm trying to find their name because I want to give credit, replies and says, it, it might be Brandon Paddock. Uh, no, bro, you're totally wrong. Uh, you are living in the Windows 8 world, 
the UWP world, the WinUI world, James, the WinUI 2 world, we were both correct. That is the deployment model for all that stuff. However, we are now living in the WinUI 3 world. And in the WinUI 3 world, you can finally make real... Uh, Microsoft calls them desktop apps. I call them EXE apps because you can double click <laughs> the EXE and they actually run. You can actually make uh, real desktop apps uh, with, with those APIs. The problem is the default is still the old packaging model, but it turns out there's a, it's not even a hack. It's officially supported. There's an official document on how to avoid all that craziness. Yeah. Now, now what you said is, 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 uh, is fascinating because when you boot up a, a Windows app SDK app or a .NET MAUI app, which uses the Windows app SDK and WinUI 3, those are two different things. Um, you know, basically, you think of WinUI 3 or you know different things as, as a feature of the Windows app SDK, right? So when you do that and you hit debug, what actually is happening is it's going through a packaging and then it's installing the app onto <laughs> your device, which is why it shows up in the start menu, which is why I have Maui app 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 800 in there, which is nice because then you get, that's what your users would get. Of course, if you're going through the packaging system and all this other stuff, like we've always had packaging systems, right? If you had an XE, you could go through uh, any of the different installers. Maybe you'd get those installers, they would do stuff, right? So you could install it, tell Windows where to put it in the system, what the icon is, all the other stuff, any dependencies. And then, yeah, when when Windows 8 uh, stuff came around, then Windows 10 with UWP, and then Windows FSTK, and phone, and iOS, and Android, you sandbox it, and you put it in a thing, and you went there, and it was done. However, you know, over on the Mac, you still had that opportunity when the, the store came, and you package it up, and you obviously can sign it and do other stuff. But on, on the Mac, you could just take the dot app or whatever, and then just plop it down there. And then the user could drag and drop it in the applications folder or open it up and they would get a, a prompt and say, Hey, there is that. <laughs> there is a scary prompt, by the way, on windows that does that. It's, it's, um, uh, it's a prompt that comes up, uh, and it says, Hey, Hey, now this is uh you're an uncheck. This is a unsigned, scary, XC thingy. Uh, are you sure you want to trust this? Uh, you can, you can actually in the, in the sample that you sent me, there's like a, an app X folder. And I think if I double tap on that XE, then it gives me a, a pop up. like, Whoa, are you really, really 100% sure? Blah, 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 blah. Cause there's like something yeah. else that it's trying to do, uh, inside of there. Uh, and, and often when you download stuff from the internet too, it's like, are you sure you really want to run this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I really, I really, I really want, and it's like, are you sure? Are you, uh, yeah, I, you know, we're not liable. <laughs> if you got tickets to the geek squad, you computer to geek squad after this, not our fault. Sign off, please sign a, a docu sign to <laughs> install this, this <laughs> X there, this solve this, solve this capture. Which one of these has a bus in it? Uh, <laughs> all of them every single one of them wait a okay. minute so yeah. anytime i complain about security model i remember a tweet someone replied to me once they're like security models evolve over time frank just adapt okay yeah. and i'm like okay but there's there's different levels of security that i find tolerable even mac has gotten pretty aggressive on their side it used to be you could just ship around a dot app and a dot zip and life was fine 
Um, even those get flagged as downloaded from the internet. So you get the scary, I downloaded from the internet message. And under some worse conditions, uh, you might even have to go to settings and give it permission to run under your privacy if it's not signed at all. So Mm. Apple still wants you to sign your apps and then even go a a step further. Um, uh, what do they call that? What? you upload it to their servers and they Mm -hmm. do cryptography on it. And then you sign it with that hardened, hardened, a hardened EXE. Basically it's just registered with their servers. Uh, Windows. So that's where Apple, that's the current state of the art for Apple. Windows is in a weirder place. Um, EXEs, you can still ship around for the most part. I did it the other day. I downloaded .exe, dragged it onto the desktop, double-clicked on it. It ran. I was like, great. <laughs> you seem to have had a little bit more security on your machine, but that was third-party. So that was Windows Defender doing Windows Defendery things. Who knows what that does? That's not built into Windows. Just happens to be shipped with Windows. Uh, I think the part that was driving me a little bit nuts with the default maui packaging system was that if you didn't sign the package and try to install it it wouldn't allow you full stop it didn't Mm. warn you and say are you sure you want to do this we'll let you do it but we don't want you to do it that's what i was expecting but it was a full stop you are not going to install this this is not happening today because it is not signed I'm sure there's some registry setting you can go change to do that, but I'm not going to ask any users to go change a registry setting to install my app. And so I, I found it a little bit frustrating that they decided to take such a hard line on it with a lack of signing of the package. And that's why this experiment that we just ran, that was a great success, is <laughs> so wonderful for me because it means we can actually use a security model that's closer to the Mac of, yeah, yeah, it's still good to sign these things, but the operating system will yell at you, but it'll still run it in the end. Yeah, I I did this. I created an app at the very beginning of the pan- pandemic that was um, very similar to any of my other apps that show numbers on a screen that can be integrated into into uh, into OBS. But sure enough, I had a, I had an application called COVID COVID-19 stats where you could pick a country or the world and it would update uh, at a random interval uh, COVID stats. I don't even know if this thing still works, uh, but <laughs> you can actually go into this kind of cool. You can actually just go into the GitHub releases and I uploaded a zip file. And when you download said zip file, uh, it's 50 megabytes it says and i'm going to open it right now and oh you were making <laughs> you were making fun of the size of my exe app because i didn't do any mm-hmm. trimming or anything so i shipped like everything with it yeah this is and then it's the the app fully everything in it i didn't do any trimming is 128 megabytes but you can sure enough <laughs> open it and then i get a windows protected your pc uh smart defender yeah just trust me it's fine because it's not signed right it's just it's a yeah. it's a winforms.net five done at six yeah uh xe and then uh it's not ahead of time but sure enough it opens there it is look at that wow you know okay i don't want to i still want to talk about how fun this is because i'm just excited that this is possible this hasn't been possible i mean since windows rt since the new set of apis so bravo to microsoft and all that stuff but i do want to mention that the whole reason i'm going down this path is i do get requests from people from time to time that for whatever reason they don't want to buy my app on the windows store Mm. and they're like 
dude, well, Venmo you some money. (laughs) Can you just give us a download link for the app? And I'm like, I totally want to, but I really don't know how to. I don't know how to, you know, without going and paying for a dev certificate, without actually packaging up the app correctly. And even for like open source projects, I don't want to have to deal with that. So this isn't just uh, a one-off. Like I actually get requests and not, you know, a few a year, not that many, fair enough. But <laughs> at least I get real people asking for these one-off releases. Those people on Windows 7? No, it's just whatever reason. They uh, have no uh, network connectivity. Mm. They're not allowed to be signed in on that machine. I get a lot of like engineers and people working in weird conditions. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It was there's always going to be those edge edge cases and weird things and and other things. I've had that I've had that happen a few times for sure. Yeah, where it's just like One was actually you know. government for whatever reason they couldn't buy. Uh, someone should tell Microsoft, but for whatever reason, these government people couldn't buy apps off the app, uh, Windows Store. Well, often a lot of corporations or even government stuff like they have a you know um, there's mobile you know, device management, there's mobile app management too. And and some of the, the, the phones, like they'll be really locked down and they have their own app, their own app store. Right. So they, they can only access the company app store to get access to stuff. I, I, I love WinForms apps, James, this thing's gorgeous. Oh, just you open. Everything's unaligned, but man, there's, there's just that windows 95 aesthetic that I just love. I, it's, so I'm, good. it's also like, it almost looks like classic Mac too. It's just the like perfect native UI styling. I wish we would just all go back to this. We don't need color. Gray is fine. <laughs> you know, everything should be in a box because boxes are good. Yeah. Buttons are obvious. Things change when your mouse goes over them. It's just, I mean, uh, it's it's 128 megabytes, which is absolutely ridiculous. But there is this weird thing with WinForms apps. They can't be trimmed. They, they yeah. just don't allow it, mm-hmm. um, which is good because a WinUI app can be trimmed. So we could probably get this <laughs> thing true. down in size. Uh, but man, this thing's gorgeous. It's just yeah, it's you know, gray and gorgeous. <laughs> it has the default icon, too. Like when you launch it, it's just like three <laughs> bo- boxes for no reason. doesn't make any yeah, sense. That's like I the- did, though. I I did use I always enjoyed your apps that were for the Mac because you would use these 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 I don't know what they what they're, they're basically hey group a bunch of controls in this box and it's this tiny one pixel outline yeah. and in, and Mac they're nice and rounded and on wind wind forms they're hard hard as a rock 90 degree <laughs> angle like everything and uh no my my favorite part is look at that picker what a good I know drop down picker it's delicious it's just so good just as like native uis were peaking everyone's like well shouldn't we just draw our own controls i'm like no we should let microsoft draw our our controls (laughs) because gray and simple are perfect i think your checkbox is wrong but that might just be windows 10 styling and i'm just not used to it i really am a windows 95 kid could be yeah. Look at all those little little tummy accents that are but over. But uh, James Mountain right. Magno goes off the edge of the group box. Do you, can, can you please <laughs> yeah. realign that? And data from should be left aligned to the group box. <laughs> this is this is why I used <laughs> to love. This is why I love native development. It's the native UI kits. I just absolutely love them. So as much as I just I, I've been talking about how much I like Win UI and all that stuff, I do miss 
someone should do a Windows 95 theme for WinUI. Because <laughs> mm, so, be I do miss like a native look <laughs> to things. It's good. Yeah, I don't I don't know why some of my stuff is not aligned. It used to it used to be, I, I don't know. Why but. do you have you have two buttons? I'm sorry. This is, I'm going off the rails now, but you have two buttons. One's called get and the other one's called start. I, yes. I can't imagine what either of them do. And why are there two buttons? Maybe a little tooltip. You can do tooltips and win forms. You, you can't. Gets, get does a one-off get. <laughs> and then get. start will we'll refresh it on an interval timer. And then it'll say next update at a specific time. The, the, the API no longer works, so just throw the 404. Did you write this but, before or after my stream timer? Uh, this was after. Definitely after. Yeah. Okay. So, because this is in 2020. My stream timer has been out for... My stream timer was a, a .NET Core 3.1 WPF app in an MSIX that I shipped to the App Store. Hmm? <laughs> uh, WPF apps didn't have that problem. Good old WPF. They, th- mm. Those were real EXEs. Yeah. I'm so I happy, even... James. I'm so happy that I can write a Windows app and actually release it without dealing with certificates and stores. Yeah, we did it. We did it. You, <laughs> you've, 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 you've done it, and I'm proud of you. And now I want to see if you can actually how what we know that mine's 128 megs. Now the real question is, what is your actual application in 2023? What's the size going to be of that thing? Yeah. What are the dependencies? Um, yeah, the best I've been able to do with .NET 7 without doing anything crazy, just turning on the normal default things. A .NET 7 Windows app can be down to 9 megabytes. It's kind of the, without getting crazy, without doing any, yeah. So uh, the fact that your WinForms one comes in at 128 megabytes (laughs) means there's a lot of extra stuff included that's not 100% necessary to put four three two buttons and a text box and a radio button on the screen uh i'm not i feel like the win ui is still going to be big it's it's hard to trim out everything so i don't imagine it'll get down to the nine megabyte size but it mm. would be nice uh to be smaller than a the WinForms app it'd be nice to have like an additional benefit but truth is these days everyone has a fast internet connection it's just a little bit annoying having to put up a 50 megabyte zip file yeah no, I agree. Uh, I'm into it. I'm excited to see uh, how it goes for you. The question then becomes, how do you serve updates? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> uh, so you are kind of, you are locking yourself to a very specific version of the Windows app SDK. And if the person doesn't have that, specific version of the app sdk installed i'll I'll have to test this but i believe they get prompted to download Mm. it um but i have not tested that scenario that's another thing that the windows store just takes care of for you you just don't notice uh the microsoft distribution model is a little bit crazy now i i actually found out about this packaging did we actually mention what the packaging trick is what you have to do no i don't think we did we just talked about it for 25 minutes that's hilarious we 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 are such good hosts hey everyone hi my name's frank if you want to do this exe thing that i love not using windows packages in your windows app cs project file there's a little property you got to add it to your project it's called windows 
package type. Capitalize some of that. Set that to none. Oddly enough, makes no sense. I know. <laughs> Set the Windows package type to none. I guess you're saying, no, I'm not going to package. I'm not into that, Windows. You set that to none, and all of a sudden, um, I guess what they do is in your EXE, they inject some code that initializes the Windows app SDK. And that yeah. was something that was done by the packaging system previously, maybe in a more static fashion versus a dynamic boot up. But the good news is I believe it's that dynamic boot up that allows it to prompt the user to download whatever dependency they need to to run it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, the document, which you would never be able to figure out what it is called, it's called use the Windows app SDK runtime for apps packaged with external location or unpackaged. Yeah, the external location is weird, too. I don't know what that is. That's a whole nother set of docs to go read. But I got intrigued by the unpackaged <laughs> part of it, because that that's what I was going for. Yeah, I'm curious if it's like, oh, I want to install this on an external hard drive. That's that's an external location. Yeah, I was almost thinking it might be more of like a corporate policy thing, though, too. Because mm. you get into that kind of stuff with like Active Directory and things like that. So I was wondering if it was like external location, lowercase letters, or external location pro copyright Microsoft. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. I wasn't really sure which one of those it was. Well, I will put a link in the show notes if you're super interested in it, because there's a bunch of other little toggles and things behind the scenes that you can opt in and out of and a bunch of crazy named CS Proj things, which are very fascinating. And I do want to give a shout out to the Microsoft person who tweeted me this. Thank you very much, Brandon Paddock principal engineer slash architect in the word plus editor team at Microsoft. Ooh, former windows dev architect. So I believe they were qualified to point out to me. how I They was wrote the up. code that they wrote the code that, that does the thing. That'd be funny. Oh, I love Twitter sometimes. So that was fantastic. Um, I ran into this because I was trying to package up, uh, WebView 2, which is the Edge browser hosted in a Windows app. And I was getting mm -hmm. confused with the docs there, too. We could do a whole nother show on that one. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that like I started a tw Twitter conversation about hosting a web browser in the app and just out of randomness uh, unlocked the secret mystery of how to actually release apps without packaging them on Windows. Boom. There you go. You let us know what you think. I'm pretty excited about this because now I can take this and actually tell people because I get this question all the time. So let us know if you're interested now. Maybe this is like something that you're like, oh, now I know that I can do this. Maybe it's a, oh, maybe I will move away from, you know, or move forward with, the, you know, using this newer technology for it. So it's one extra incentive, if you will, in the Windows app SDK world to, to go down that route. So let us know what you think. Go over to MergeConflict.fm or, or Discord or Patreon or wherever you want to go and uh, give us a little, little note. What are you doing? What are you up to? Are you getting a yellow iPhone? I'm not, but I should. I really want one. Maybe in 10 years from now. We'll see. But that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm the packaged version of James Montemagno. And I'm the unpackaged Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>